When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Well, happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk. Joined by Jonathan Casillas, former Giants linebacker, and he'll be taking your calls to talk some Giants football at 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us, that way you certainly can. JC, it's good to have you back, man. Good to see you again. How's everything? Everything is well, man. It's good to be here, bro. Good to be in the building. Absolutely. It's good to have you here. Unfortunately, I know you're recovering from a torn Achilles, man. That that kind of sucks. This is how we're going to start the show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That I'm old and washed up. <laughs> Dude, you're younger than me, so it's fine. But it, you know what? I, I was playing an alumni football game at New Brunswick mm-hmm. in my high school. It was uh, the Battle of the Decades, 2000 to 2010, 2010 to 2020, right? I was doing my thing. I had a couple touchdowns early, but I'm old. I'm a little older. You know, I'm 35 years old, you know, and I haven't been running uh, routes. And I was oh, running I routes. It. And I was playing both sides oh, of the ball. You played both ways. Yeah, I played both sides <laughs> of the ball. And I thought I was back in high school. It felt good. I was back in my old stadium. And then I tweaked the hammy a little bit, came out, and then went back in because I wanted to play some good football. And then I popped my hamstring. I'm, I'm out, my Achilles in the Same leg as the hamstring? Uh, no, opposite leg. That's because you were probably pushing yeah, off the other Yeah, I was trying one. to push right, off the right, other right. leg. But you know what? That was the first time I ever, since I retired, the first time I was like, okay, I'm washed up. This is, <laughs> this is it. I'm washed, officially. And, uh, dude, it, it gets worse. Like, I turn, I just turned 41, like, two weeks ago, and it feels a lot different than 35, even. Like, it it goes away fast. Thank it, you. It sucks. Thank you for that. No, no problem. <laughs> I'm not looking for I'm just giving you a preview, dude. I don't want you to be surprised. And trust me, 35, that's young. We had Fields here. He was like, you know, he... <laughs> Yeah. Fields is playing Fields like nine, 1986, so Fields don't, don't worry about sure. that. So you're actually, you're actually, you're actually the youngest guy of our normal host now. It's you and then right. Lance, who's 38. So I you, can take pride. You're a young that. man on board. You should okay. be happy about that. I'm a rook again. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> let's start here, JC. And by the way, if you guys haven't heard, we had Jonathan on our uh, Huddle podcast back when the Giants hired Joe Judge. You think it was a great lowdown on Judge when he got here? So if you go back and listen to that, you know he knows his stuff. He's a smart guy. So. John, let's start here. Um, we'll, we'll get to the, the game preview in a second, but all the fans saw what Kenny Galladay said in the locker room yesterday, obviously. And you would expect this from someone that's as accomplished as him, not thrilled that he only got a couple of snaps last week. As a player, and you see a teammate 
says something like that in the locker room. How do you think the team reacts to that? And if you're a captain, how do you help try to keep everything together so that it doesn't adversely affect the team? Well, you know, at the end of the day, everybody should, their feelings should be heard, you know, and recognized, you know, he's, he's frustrated, you know, and, and there's a way to go about that though. And I feel like, I don't think he went, a, went about it the best way, you know, how he did the interviews and stuff. There's certain things that you should say to your coach, but you should say it to your coach. Privately, right? Privately, yeah. you know, not to the media because now it's like a little divisive, you know, now it's like, are you on board with what we're doing? We're 2-0. Why are you unhappy and we're 2-0? Everything's supposed to be good when you're winning, but if you're not playing, I understand that. That's when you go and talk to your coach. Hey, coach, you know, you go up to him. He says they're coworkers. Okay, cool. Go speak to your coworker then. Go speak him and address him as a man, and hopefully he responds to you as a man, and you understand like, okay, that's the reason why I didn't play. Let's figure something out moving forward so I can be better and be better for the team. Absolutely. Yeah, and look, from all reports, he's been handling it very well. He's been a professional about it. He's been practicing hard. He said the coaches have told him he's been happy with everything. And Mike Kafka spoke to the Giants offense corner, said the same thing, that they've been happy with what he's doing. And my guess is that he'll play a little bit more this week. But who knows? We'll see. It could be matchup base two when the Giants play the Cowboys on Monday night. So, JC, Monday Night Football, let's kind of start this first. Is there a different feeling for a player Monday Absolute, night? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Because, number one, you know you're the only team on. Yeah. <laughs> you're the only team Everyone's on. Everyone's watching you, right? You got the extra day, you know, throughout the week to prepare. You know, and, and for me, it's it's Sunday night, you know, Monday night, and of course, playoff games. There's nothing like it, man. You know, you know nobody's, nobody's watching any other football besides you, you know. And for me, it's like you're already on the ultimate stage. You know, Sundays could get mixed up regionally broadcast all that good stuff yep, yep. Monday night everybody's watching this game baby you know everybody's been looking forward to the Monday night game especially this one coming up you got the best team in the league the New York Giants undefeated right <laughs> tied for tied no <laughs> hey question. look I'm gonna take advantage of this 2-0 start two, right two, now 2-0 okay? right? no, no, right? <laughs> against the Dallas Cowboys you know and arguably one of the better defensive players on that side of the ball with Michael Parsons and, and, and let's <clears> talk about him mm-hmm. your linebacker that guy, man, yeah. like he just the way, best way I could put it, he moves differently yep. than anyone else that's kind of out there right yep. now. He's like uh, when Vaughn Miller first came in the league and Alden Smith when they first came in the league, like just different bendy type of players, not big guys. They move almost like a like a DB or a wide receiver, but they're two hundred fifty pounds. They're not big guys, but they got excellent body control, excellent lean, very great great strength. You know, like. He doesn't look like a big guy, but he moves bigger men around. Oh, I mean, I, there was a play where he – was it last week? I think he bull rushed Jonah Williams and right. put – he's 320. Put him right on his yep. butt. Yeah, and then and that, the thing is he has that speed, you know, so he creates that illusion every single time that as an offensive tackle, I got to get back. Now you're in full retreat. Now he only got to put his hands on you, and you can fall backwards. You can fall off balance, and he – mixes it up so well that's that speed to power thing right oh yes yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. what it is speed to power and he mixes his moves up in his in his you know trajectory of how he's coming at that left tackle into the to the sack point he mixes it up so well he's gonna be a problem he was a problem last week for the Bengals. he's gonna be a problem for us i hope we have an answer for him yeah and you know you mentioned <clears throat> how he uses the speed turns it into the bull rush and the alignment's not anchoring right same deal he's so quick and he has that ankle flexion that bend around the edge right then he has that little stutter back to his inside move. I mean, he turned around Lael Collins yep. like a top right. last week on a couple of plays. So he has the speed and he has counters to that, which is kind of what makes it so difficult. Look, he has the whole pack.
package of of a defensive lineman slash linebacker pass rusher, wherever you want to call him. I think they should never put him in the middle of the field playing middle linebacker ever again. I think he should exclusively rush the passer. And then every now and again, maybe drop him. You know, but we're not here to talk about the Cowboys. We're just here to talk about a guy that might disrupt the game on Monday well, of course, night. Right, right. That's it. I don't want to give the Cowboys no more, okay? <laughs> All right, well, 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 let me ask you then. So as the Giants, and you, and you know you got to face Micah Parsons, right? I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I looked them up. He played, I think, 60 snaps at left end, 40 snaps at right end, and I think 20 snaps as a stand-up linebacker behind the tackle. So if you're a defense, you're obviously trying to make it difficult for the offense to scheme against your best player. So if you're the Giants, you know he moves around. How do you scheme that up where you do protect against him when maybe you don't know exactly where he's going to line up? Well, I think you have multiple calls, you know, and then always have an alert of where 11 is at. You know, always have an alert where he's at and then call him out. You know, if he's in a weird position, like not on the edges and maybe stacking somebody off the ball and, you know, maybe not in that middle position, you alert that. Maybe you even have a run or something towards him. You know what I mean? Like, guys like that who is he's not a big guy. You know, he definitely can hold his own against a tackle or a tight end. You got to run at him, though. Run at him. Don't have him on the backside running down plays because he's going to do that. You know, and then have a have a plan for him on second down and third down passing situation. You have to have a plan for this guy because somebody like this can wreck the game. We've had guys like this over the years, straight hand, of course, the first one to come. Even JPP. JPP told me one year, he was like, I'm going to have like three sacks this game against Cleveland. He had three sacks and a touchdown. Like (laughs) these guys, these defensive ends, they are the best athletes in the world. The best athletes in the world. And we have to have a plan for them. We have to have a plan for Mike Parsons, straight up. What do you think the best way is to deal with that? Is it chipping with the back? Is it keeping a tight end in? Do you want to mix it up? What do you think the best way is an offense can? Look, you're not going to stop him, but at least limit a guy like that. I think you throw different things at him. You know, I think you, you double team him when you can. You definitely chip him. Don't chip him all the time because if he gets used to a chip, he'll let the chip help him into the pass rush, which we've seen a lot of people do that. What do you mean by that? Explain that. So, like, if a, if a lineman is anchored on a on a on a whatever pass rusher he's he's going against, sure. he's on his own and he understands the moves that he can make. Right? He understands that his body, if he's leaning this way, he has to go that way unless he counters. When a chip comes, he hits that guy. He doesn't have that natural momentum of going the direction as he started. And he might change direction a little off key. You know, like instead of the counter move, it's a little quicker because of the chip. I got it. So he so almost it uses could, the momentum of the chip yes, to help. And it could go against you when you chip. So that's why I said yes, chip, but not a lot. Don't do it a lot. Every now and again, do it. Get your best, pa- you know, uh, 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 pass protectors on him. You know, your right and your left tackles. And do a good job. Let them hold it. Let him hold it down. When you can double team, try to double team as much as possible, and then run at him. Run straight at him. Double team him. Get him on the ground. Pancake him. You know, let him get a little confidence. You know, decrease. You let his confidence decrease a little bit. What you don't want to do is give up a sack early to this guy because now he got his ears pinned back. You know what I'm saying? And he he can he can really wreak havoc. Yeah, and you know what, John? I I think you hit it. If you're going to win this game, I think this has to be a Saquon Barkley game. If yep. you're dropping back 40 times in this game, you know, we didn't even talk about their other guys, Demarcus Lawrence, yep. Dante Fowler, right. guys that can get after the quarterback, right? And they stunt more than any other team in the league, too. You know, the Dallas are doing yep. twists and stunts, all that stuff. So I think this has to be stay out of second and third and long. And look, I always like to be aggressive on early downs. I like to throw the football, but 
against this team with the way they play and they're a little undersized. You know, Dallas plays with a speedy front, not like a big bulky front. To me, this has to be a Saquon Barkley yeah, game. Yeah, physical game. Yeah. Line up, line up in eleven. Let them get small on defense and run the ball. You know, I mean, that's just my approach to it. Just thinking about the lineup, the defensive line of of, uh, of the Cowboys, and what we do on offense here in in New York. It's like, yo, let's line up in, in a small personnel. We got receivers that can block. Sterling Shepard been blocking his whole career. Yep. He's a great blocker. Put him on a slot. Let him block that linebacker. Let him block that safety. He showed that he can do that. And that's what'll help get Saquon to that next level. Get the receivers in there that willing to block and let them block. And then hopefully we get dime package or nickel package or some a small package from, from the Cowboys. Five or can, six DBs, yeah. And then we can bust out four or five, six yards of carry. Don't let them sub out. Keep it going, you know. And then dink and dunk when we need to, you know. Like like you said, I think we got to hit this physical presence first, establish a physical presence against this team, slow this team down. They had a huge win last win, uh, last week against the Bengals. And they're riding with this quarterback. You know, it's not Dak, but he's good. Yeah, he's, he's solid. Fine. He's fine. Yeah, Absolutely. he's solid. Yeah. He looks like he's going to take care of the ball. You know, and that's something that last week we did a good job of. We took the ball away. First play, Carter Carter Coughlin took the ball away. Yeah. First play of the game. And then you know, shortly after that, we had another fumble on defense. Two short fields in a row. We got points out of it. But let's get some touchdowns out of these, these <laughs> early turnovers. You know, We can create early turnovers. Let's get some touchdowns out of it. No question. A couple more things I want to touch on uh, before we get to the calls again. It's 201-939-4513. What kind of misdirection stuff can an offense do? As someone that played defense a ton on fast defenses, what didn't you like? that offense did to you guys to try to take away some of your speed advantage? Is it the play-action boot? Is it the nakeds play-action? What are the things that bothered you the most as a linebacker who they're trying to coax closer to the line of scrimmage and then try, try to beat you with some misdirection? Well, number one, you got to run the ball. You know, in order for a lot of these gimmicky plays to work, play-action is not really a gimmick, but, you know, a lot of these plays that you do off of run plays, the run play has to work. You have to be able to run the ball establish your, yourself physically, like I said first, and then you can do all your mixtures off of it. Send Saquon to the right after he has four carries for you know 35 yards, they're gonna try to account for him. The guys whose responsibility is elsewhere might take a glance because he's the best player on the field and he's been doing his thing so far for 10, 20, 30 minutes today. You take a glance, all of a sudden, you take your eyes off of that guy, tight end who's chipping on the backside or snuck to the other side, kind of creeped out. You take your eyes off him for one second, boom, that's a big play. Yeah. But you got to run the ball first. That's the first things first. Let me follow up on that because I think a big <clears throat> analytical question that a lot of the football nerds talk about is that it's trained into football players so much now, linebackers specifically, the perfect guy to ask this, always stop the run first. That's always your number one mission, right? So whether or not you run the ball effectively really doesn't impact play action as much because it's so trained, you always stop the run first. But you're telling me that your mindset does in fact change. When you are really concerned with the other running back or they're running a couple times against you successfully, that does change your mindset as a linebacker in terms of how aggressive you are attacking the line of scrimmage? 100% because a lot of these teams nowadays, their runs look like they're play actions. You mm -hmm. know, some linemen creep up on pass plays, which is illegal. <laughs> which is illegal, but they do it. And the refs don't say nothing. And those run actions, they look exactly the same. Mm -hmm. The Rams do all that stuff. The yeah. Niners, and Shanahan, McVay. The better the team is, mm -hmm. the better it looks. The closer it looks, the more the linemen climb on pass plays, you know? What you have to do a good job is, like I said, you always have to stop the run. If that guy is getting off, that running back, you're going to be a little bit more eager. Maybe you even shorten your alignment up a little bit, you know, just to kind of get downhill on that 
guard that's climbing up every single time because he's climbing up the same way on pass plays too. And when you say creep up, that, uh, that'll help you get the yeah. angle you want yes. to get in the and run game, right? Yeah, get your alignment, mm-hmm. you know. But then that also, if he if there's any play action and there's routes coming behind the linebackers, you're going to be a lot further away from that that play action pass. And let's like I said. It's a difficult thing to do. Linebackers have a difficult job, you know, because you have to be equally effective in the pass game as in the run game. And there are certain things that happen during the during the game, play action, because of the run game. Mm-hmm. The misdirection stuff that you talked about earlier. A lot of the reverses and stuff like that and jet sweeps and stuff, if they're faking the ball to Saquon, the linebackers must honor that. They have to, yeah. Because that's their responsibility, unless, of course, they have whoever that is coming back man-to-man or, you know, overhang guy in, like, a cover three situation, he got to fall back, stuff like that. But if it's not like that, we got to stop the run, so we're going to be downhill. And then all of a sudden, you got less guys trying to tackle one of these guys in space like, you know, Kadarius Tony, which is he's a nightmare to tackle in space by yourself. All right, final question. Giants defense going against this Cowboys offense. You already mentioned Cooper Rush. I agree. He looked like a competent NFL quarterback. Uh, they try to do a lot of quick short stuff. I think his average time to throw last week was 2.2 seconds. They're trying to get the ball out of his hands quick. Yeah. But they have two running backs, right? Zeke is your, maybe not the big play threat he used to be, but he's still got good vision. He's physical. He gets downhill. And then Pollard's the other guy, right? He's the, the weapon gimmick. He scares me. Yeah. Well, talk to me, me about it. Yeah, what he do you scares got? me. Well, Zeke is Zeke. You know, he, he I think slowly he's kind of declining as a running back in his league. Still solid, can still push the pile forward. Um, he drops the ball a lot, which is like weird. I don't know why he does that. Like he on, was always a good receiver. Pass in college, yeah, pass he's yeah, like drops the ball a lot. But he's a solid guy. Now Pollard's that home run hitter, you know, and they get him out in space a lot. They get him on the edges a lot, and he looks like he can navigate through that sea. And then once he get a little opening, he's out of there. So he definitely scares me a lot more than Zeke. When I played, Zeke never scared me, but I knew that I had to bring it. Might have to eat a little extra hamburgers that week because he, he's a big boy. You know what I'm saying? He runs behind his pads. But the combination, if they use it the right way, they can be very effective in the, in the Dallas Cowboys. You know, that one-two punch. And then also mixing it up with the play action. They got good receivers. You know, uh, CeeDee Lamb, one of the better receivers, but I think he only got like one catch last week or yeah, something like that. In fact, in fact Noah Brown I leads hope. the team in receptions and receiving yards, believe it or not. I hope he only has one catch against us, <laughs> you know, but also the reason why he had one catch because, you know, Cooper Rush was distributing the ball, you know, very well to the other receivers. So. And frankly, teams are probably focusing on Lamb too, right? right? I mean, they don't, they don't have Michael Gallup though. Apparently, Mike McCarthy said today Michael Gallup should be playing Monday night. Okay. So that will be a CeeDee Lamb has, has done some damage to the Giants in the past. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has. In his young career, he has done some damage to us. So let's hope we can contain him. And let's hope we can get some pressure on this quarterback. We got some young pass rushers coming back this weekend, don't we? Yeah, it looks like Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau, they both did team reps yesterday, which I think that earlier in the week is a really good sign, right? If you're doing team reps yeah. on, I guess that's almost like a Tuesday, right? Yep. For for Sunday game, this is a Monday game, it's a Wednesday. That's usually probably a pretty good sign that they got a chance to go. And you got the extra day this week, like we talked about being a Monday night. Look, the, the, the when you play in on a regular Sunday early in the morning, it's like, oh, you know, I got to get going. I try to get going. When you play Monday, all you're thinking about, you know, you're watching all the games Sunday. All you think about is tomorrow, the, you know, Monday night game. They're going to play, and they're going to play very well, you know. They might get a little tired because they haven't been in the mix a little bit. But I think they're going to play, play uh, they're going to play, and they're going to play well. Because that's what people do. I think these are primetime players. Of course, they're both young. They're both young. They're premier pass rushers. Hopefully, they can show that they are. 
this season, and hopefully they can start on Monday night. Hey, look, it's not like the Cowboys are rolling out, you know, Tyron Smith and some all-pro right tackle anymore. they got a rookie at left tackle and Tyler Smith. Yep. You have Terrence Steele at right tackle, who used to be their swing guy. Now he's starting. He's, he's, he's fine. But you aren't going against, like, the Eagles' offensive line here. There are – Cowboys are starting two rookies at left tackle and left guard. You're going to have some opportunities to do a little damage if you're the Giants' pass rush. Oh, for sure. And like I said, getting those guys back, uh, Williams out. Is he out? Don't know yet. Okay. Uh, we haven't. That's huge. For I don't us. think we've gotten the practice report today. But look, usually when you have a knee and you're ruled out right away, yeah. one week is a little bit tough. But yeah. we don't know quite sure. I would. I would probably assume he's not going. But right. but that's what I thought too. So losing him is know. huge for yeah, us. Hope, you know, we got the other guys back. You know, but losing him is huge. He's not only a great player. He's a great. Def- he's just a great all around man. You know, he's been doing his thing since he's been in the league. One of the better interior rushers, and he plays all throughout the line. He plays on the outside. He plays on the inside. He does pass rush. He does first, second, and third down. Mm-hmm. So he's a huge part of what the Giants do on defense. And let's hope Wink. You know what I'm saying? Can can sub. You know, some guys in and Dexter Lawrence and some of these guys got to play big now that he maybe if he misses this game. All right. So not practicing today, according to Brian Dable. Leonard Williams, knee. Wanda Robinson, knee. Aaron Robinson, who had the appendicitis a couple weeks yeah. ago. Uh, Nick McLeod and Justin Lane, two of the backup cornerbacks. So that's kind of where they're at. And also from Brian Dable today, he said he's spoken to Kenny Galladay. Glad a player is unhappy when he doesn't play. Won't divulge this week's plan or exactly what he told Galladay or why. So um, that's, what that's you're where supposed they're at. To, that's what you're supposed to do, though. Correct. You know, it's like, yeah, we had a conversation, but, like, don't tell everybody what y'all talked about. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, But that's the thing. I feel like that – him saying that, you know, they've all saying that. It's like, bro, you should have just came talk to me. Right. You should have just came talk to me. I'm not going to tell anybody what we're talking about, but come talk to me because that's the type of guy I am. This is the type of place this is. If there's confusion, let me fix that confusion Look, for you. Right. I, I my you. second Super Bowl in New England, I was only there for five months. I got I got traded. I was only there for a few months, not even five months, like three or four months. You got there like in October, right, or yeah. something like that? Yeah, Late. yeah. And then, you know, went, on, went, went all the way till February. In that game, in the Super Bowl game, I didn't play no defense. I've played defensive snaps in every single game. Every single game leading up to that game. And I didn't play defense that game. Really? And of course we won, so I was excited. But It bothered you? Yes. Did. And after the game, it was like a VIP, VIP section, right? In, in the hotel, right? Yeah, I got you. And uh, Casario was sitting with, with Belichick. And it was just them two at the table. And I saw an opportunity to go speak to Bill Belichick about what I felt like I should speak to him about. Did you have a good relationship with Bill at that point? I mean, yes. I mean, I was a pro, you know, yeah. for the Patriots. So, mm-hmm. yes. And we just won a Super Bowl. So, yes. Oh. <laughs> Everyone was happy at that <clears throat> point. Absolutely. You know, so I go up to him and I was like, hey, coach, first off, I want to thank you for bringing me here. You know, I got traded in the middle of the season. And I was, congrats, like, thank you. This is amazing. I appreciate the opportunity. But. Why didn't I play defense today? Like straight up, ask him straight up, you know, no no BSing around, straight to the point. And he was like, to be honest with you, I just trusted Hightower and Jamie Collins a little bit more. You know, and we was waiting for Hightower to get healthy and Jamie to get healthy. And I was sticking to my guns. I was going to play my guys that I trusted fully. He was like, not that I don't trust you, but they've been here a little longer than you. And I feel like what they ran, Seahawks, what they ran, they were the, bo- the most effective against what they did. And I was like, Okay, cool. All right, let's party. Like, just, I got my answer. Right. He kept it straight up with me. He didn't trust me as much as he trusted his guys that's been there for years. And the answer wasn't BS. It made sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, course. that's it. That's that's the way you do it, man. Mm-hmm. You go talk to him with nobody around. Don't go talk to the media, man. You talk to the media when you want to leave. When you want to get out, talk to the media. Then the coach will be like, oh, it sounds like he wants to leave. And they'll get you out of here. But if you don't want to leave and you want to be in the place you're at, 
talk to the people you need to talk to, and it ain't the media. Sorry, I know we're doing this, but it ain't it ain't <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm not 100%, man. Hey, Giant fans, make sure you're at MetLife Stadium for the next home game, September 26th. The Giants will host the rival Dallas Cowboys for Monday Night Football. A special Ring of Honor ceremony will take place during halftime. Limited individual and group tickets are available. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, Pierce, let's go to the calls. Let's lead off with Hugo in New Jersey. He's up first on Big Blue Kickoff Live. What's up, Hugo? Hey, guys, and uh, to uh, BBKL, Jonathan, you're uh, extremely articulate and fun. Thank you. I appreciate have you that. on board. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I want to talk about the wide receiver situation, but I think I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle and it kind of dovetails with some of your comments. You know, all this talk about David Stills over Kenny Galladay. You know, it, in this game, I wouldn't be surprised if it's neither one of them. Are so, you on a so speakerphone John, there, I, Hugo? You're kind of coming in. You have like a weird, like, airplane hangar thing going in the background there. Oh, sure really? I have it up. I, I'm, not a, I'm not on speaker. Um, I have it right up to my ear. Okay, that's so, fine. Go ahead. Finish up. That, 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 that's that. Yeah, so... Um, the point I wanted to make is, John, I think you called it right, which is Dallas is going to press these receivers. And even if we go with, um, you know, four receiver package, uh, those safeties are going to be crashing down because Saquon's our best player and they're going to want to stop Saquon. Right. And what I do know is that in the KC system and the Buffalo system, there were no 6'3 or 6'4 receivers. They were speed guys. They went with quick yeah, they, twitch mm-hmm. and speed guys. So, so you know, I, I only know of one guy that has a proven record of, of going deep and taking the top off the defense with Daniel Jones, and that's Darius Slayton. And he's just sitting there. Now, I don't know what's going on in practice. I can't read minds, right? But but I do know that we need to soften up defenses to allow Saquon to function, and we need to we need to threaten deeper, right? We need to get those safeties back in order to do that. So, Hugo, and Hugo, basically to summarize, you would rather not play the bigger, slower guys in this game. You want to play the guys that have a little bit more speed, to summarize. I, 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 Absolutely, you you, you gotta go. we you, got you gotta you gotta loosen them up, and you know in the red zone, you take your pick, right? David Sills or you know where space is limited, take your pick of those guys. Galladay, whoever is practicing better inside the fifteen, yep. but between the twenties, you, you gotta threaten them. Otherwise, it's gonna be tough on Saquon. John, you said it. They're going to press these receivers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a loaded front. No, nah, I got even, you. Even if it's a light package, they're going to load up the front. Thank you for the call, Hugo. Appreciate it, man. Your line wasn't great there. But, um, yeah, look, I have, I have no problem trying to get guys off the line of scrimmage by using speed outside. And, look, you have Sterling Shepard can run. Richie James is fast. Yep. Canaris Tony obviously has got speed. He mentioned Darius Slayton. So those are all options. And if that's what they're thinking, I understand that strategy. But it comes down to Daniel Jones, you know, mm-hmm. the Daniel Jones in the O-line. Can Daniel Jones stay in the pocket and be comfortable and throw the ball down the field? He had some plays. Uh, the first week he hit Sterling on the long play that Sterling turned. I was so happy for Sterling when I saw that. Oh, yeah. So happy for him. First game back after the Achilles, <clears throat> fantastic. I mean, amazing, you know. 
Second game, had him wide open again and missed him. You know, he needs to make those plays. He needs to make those throws. Look, Daniel Jones, for me, he's not a consistent enough quarterback to miss a throw like that. You know what I mean? Like, he's not doing everything he's supposed to do all the time. On that throw, do you think, does it look like Shepard kept running that to the post, but the high safety was coming over, and I think Daniel threw it as though Shepard was supposed to keep it flat. I'm not sure if there was some little miscommunication Whatever it was, you got to make that play, man. That's a play we need. That's a play that we have to have, you know. And look, he is a dual threat. I I respect Daniel Jones' game, but I feel like some decision-making that he's done in in the first two weeks is very similar to stuff we've seen in the past. The Barkley interception and the end yes. zone, for example. You know, like it's you know some plays like that. We can't have plays like that, bro. Like our team is a is a young team. Yeah, we got a good running back. Yeah, we got a good running back. Receivers are very like, what are we doing at receiver? What are we doing at tight end? O line is like, okay, we're holding up right now. Daniel Jones has to play better. He has to play like he did against Tennessee. The first week he was, I feel like he was very efficient. Second week he started very efficient, and then he kind of let it go from him. We can't allow big plays to happen against us on offense, right? And then when we need, when we when we have an opportunity to score big plays, to hit Sterling Shepard when he's wide open, we have to capitalize on that, you know. And like I said. We got some game records on the other side for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we got some game records. We have to take advantage of every single opportunity that they give to us because there will be opportunities. There will be screen plays where you can rip rip from the backside. There will be deep balls, and it's maybe two or three of them a game, but we need to capitalize on those. We yeah. need to. This is the only get a couple of those opportunities no who's, a game, right? No matter who's playing receiver. Right. I don't care who's playing receiver. It's up to that quarterback to get him that ball because some of these guys are open. I'm not even talking about running a great route and getting open. No, I'm talking about blown coverages, which happen all the time, sure. especially with the Cowboys. Well, I mean, look, in week one, the Stolen Shepherd deep pass, I mean, the corner just flipped his hips and stopped. We need it. Yeah, exactly. We need all of that. Yeah. And we don't need people falling down on our defense and right. giving up touchdowns. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it happens. All right, uh, John in Cape Cod wants to stick on the wide receiver question. John, what's going on? Good morning. Good afternoon. doing? What's up, John? All right. Uh First, first, first point I want to make to you is I saw the Wednesday lineup. Uh, I know it's unofficial. Was that made after Sunday because they're showing Galladay and Leonard Williams? What Ojolari? What Wednesday lineup are you talking about, John? The published Giants lineup on the website. Oh no, John, John, John! Right. That 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 depth chart on the website gets put up at the start of the year, and they barely update okay. that thing. That is unofficial. Right. Do do not take that seriously. All right, end right. end of story. Which I'll continue. My gut tells me there's something going on with Galladay. Uh, this coaching staff is playing close to the vest as they should. But what's that? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. But when you when you pay out the kind of money you pay to a superstar, uh, it's not a situation where well he doesn't go in this week because of the matchups. When you look at guys we've had in the past like Beckham going to the Rams, going here, going there, they were immediate impact players because they're high level players. I only saw three giant games last year, but coincidentally. Galladay played like a guy playing for a paycheck in the guy in the games I saw. Well, John, and John, it, John, to be honest, everyone yeah. plays for a paycheck. No one's playing for free, dude. 
I'm not, I'm not talking about it. You know what I'm talking about. I've been watching the Giants 60 years. You can tell guys whose heart is in the game and whose heart isn't in the game. John, you know, be very careful funny. determining who's trying on and who's not by watching TV. Some guys just have okay, certain demeanors. Right. I don't like doing that. John, I, I understand your point, though. I, I do understand your point that you're trying to make. You're trying to say that there's something going on with Kenny Galladay, and the reason yeah. why he's not playing for us is probably something that we don't know. Not just what we think we see or we think we know, but it's probably some underlying reason. And you might be right. You might have a point bingo. there. You might have a yeah, point bingo. there. Bingo. Nobody knows, bingo. though. That's the thing. John. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just speculation. And, exactly. And if, yeah. And I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you saw it, but Cole Beasley signed today with Tampa Bay. And Tom who, Brady would, wants you, a slot who would you rather who would, who would you rather have in the line right now? Cole Beasley or Kenny Galladay. Oh, I mean, John, I mean, uh, thanks for the call. Those are two very different. I mean, <laughs> if you want to build two different wide receivers in a lab, I don't know if you can get two more different right. guys than Cole Beasley and Kenny Galladay. <laughs> but look, I mean, look, Beasley's going to try to learn that system very quickly down right. in Tampa. It makes sense. They have a lot of injuries down there or whatever. But look, there's a way for Kenny Galladay to be effective. They're trying to figure out a way to make it work for him and him to work for the team. And they'll work at it. They'll try to figure it out. And, and hopefully they do. And that, we'll move on, you know? We'll move on. That's just what it is, you know? Like, look, what happens every year with success or not success, there's always unhappy people. (laughs) You know, let's not hope it be the head coach, you know? Let's keep the head coach happy. Let's (laughs) keep the quarterback happy. (laughs) You know, but there's always guys that are unhappy, you know, and I feel like Kenny Galladay might be in that situation right now. Uh, The interviews he had yesterday, I feel like he could have did a better job and, you know, making it more of, I think, a professional answers or pc how about that pc answers so talk but say nothing right exactly <laughs> like i think Kadarius tony did a good job the first week i thought he did a really when, good job it looked like he was visibly upset during the game it looked like he was bothered and frustrated then after the game he was like like you know it is Coach's what it is. decision i wanted like, to play but it was there we won the game like it is what it is right. and i feel like look i don't know the kid i don't know him at all but that was a great answer a great answer and if you have a problem go talk to the coach i'm gonna keep saying that over and over and over again we're grown men here yeah. in the league. Everybody's a grown man. Some of these people got families and kids and businesses. and These are grown men. If you're a grown man, have a grown man conversation. 100%. 201-939-4513. The Giants' official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. Let's go to Mike in Queens. He's up next. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Simon? What's up? Nothing much. Now I just want to talk about uh, what I think. I heard what you said about um, stopping Michael Parsons, but I think um, another good way we could come out is start the game and split backs. Whatever side he's on, not necessarily go straight towards him to chip him, but you could pick up that block on the right side. So like you said, with an uh, alert. So if he's on the right, whoever, whatever back is on the right, he knows that it's going to be a delayed route just in case our uh, tackle, you know, he gets by a tackle. Because I believe in our tackle. I know Andrew Thomas, he got, you know, graded on the PFF has one of the top tackles and all that. Now he's playing great. I think, yeah, so I feel like if he goes to that side, you know, it's going to be, you know, he'd probably win, probably be back and forth. But on the other side, you know, definitely may need some help. Cause so, Mike, I got look- a question. Um, when you say split backs, you mean Barkley and Bredo, or do you want a fullback back there as, as, as one of the split backs? How do you want to work that? Whichever, whichever is the best uh, uh, blocker, whichever the other blocker on the other side, whichever one we got that the coach believes is the best block for that situation. And then I'm not saying run it the whole game, but we can start out like that to, you know, just to see how it goes. 
and you know if if, if the end picking up the uh, the tackles and picking up the blocks good enough, then we can you know you can change it up. But I'm just saying to start the game and give Daniel a little protection because you know he, he he's not really a guy that can make stuff happen off script. So well, just to give I, like, I like the thought process of switching it up. You know, maybe that's giving them something they never seen real early to maybe slow them down a little bit. I, I think that's what you're getting to. And I like that idea. I said it earlier, you got to mix it up. You got to do some chips. You got to have some double teams. Always know where he's at at all times. We're talking about Michael Parsons, of course. But then switch it up. And then your Starworths, you know, these young tackles that we have, they're, you know, they're young Starworths. So we drafted them early. We're paying them. Do your job. You know, hold it down. And then if you get some help, you get some help. But if not, you're going to be by yourself against some talented players, and you got to hold it down. Yeah, we're going to learn something about Evan Neal in this game. For sure. Because he's going to see a lot of Parsons. He's going to see a lot of Demarcus Lawrence, and those two guys are very good football players. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You can't, you can't keep everything the same. So, yeah. Awesome. Appreciate the call, Mike. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I would, I think there is a balance though, right, Jonathan, where you want to do things to slow down Parsons, but you don't want to change fundamentally what you do offensively and take guys out of their routes, you mess up your route combinations, then your offense is less explosive. You talk about trying to get big plays, right? You're putting two guys in the backfield in every play. It's hard to really stretch that defense vertically and horizontally. So I think there is a balance to find there where you want to slow down Parsons, but you don't want to stop what you're doing that you're good at, you know? Oh, 100%. But, I mean, there's there's plays inside of an offense that requires like a max protection if you have deeper routes, you know. And I'm not talking about third and long. Like, that's a scary down especially when you need to have that yardage late in the game. Let's say we're down and we need to have that yardage. Then you have to throw the ball downfield. Now it's like, all right, these guys are, you know, they're pinning their tails back. Like they're, that's they're ready a guy to go. like you's excited. Yo, right. We got these guys in third and like, 12. They're down. Seven let's call it up. Quarter. Let's, let's call it them, up. Right? You know, and, and let's, let's stay out of those downs. <laughs> you know, let's do good on first and second down. Let's run the ball effectively. It always starts up front. It always starts running the ball. It always starts with your old line. Can they move that D line? Can they get to the second level on those backers? And can you get your running back up to those safeties without getting touched? If we can do that early in the game, which I feel like we have in the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. We could have some success, but we don't want to play from behind. We don't want that. 100%. I'm with you. Let's go to Tim in Charleston. He wants to stick on the Micah Parsons train. Tim, what's up? Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you for the first time, JC. Um, So, I got, obviously, you know, I feel really good about this game. The one thing that I don't feel good about is Micah Parsons. So, the couple (laughs) of things, one thing I thought about is, you know how on defense you use a spy for the running quarterback or like they used McKinney last week on, um, uh, what's his name, McCaffrey? Um, what I was thinking about is like, what if on, you know, not not every down, but like passing down, second and longer, third down, you use a guy like Myrick, which and what made me think of this is the fact that they initially listed him on the depth chart as a fullback. And in the preseason, certainly, he showed that he is an outstanding blocker. And if you use him sort of as a spy where he doesn't have to be in the same place every time, you know, maybe he's in the backfield sometimes. Maybe he's next to the tackle sometimes. Maybe he's on the other side of the line and he goes in motion to, to bring a block if he has to or sweep out into a pattern. I don't know. It was an idea that I had, and, and I just kind of wanted to get if you thought that might be feasible. 
and how it might impact the rest of the offense. Because, I mean, the guy obviously caught a touchdown pass last week, too. So he could catch a ball. And then I got one little comment. I hate it. I, don't, I didn't want to do it, but I got to make one little comment on the Galladay situation. All right, uh, real quick, JC, first on the Parsons point that he made. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I started saying you got to mix it up. You got to do different things. It's not a bad idea, but what you don't want is a tight end trying to block him by himself. You you literally took the words you out of my mouth. You don't want bro. that. <laughs> because trust me, when you're a premier pass rusher and you see a tight end, you're like, ha, 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 ha. Time to eat. It's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want that to happen. But slashing him back in the cross, maybe have him diving at his legs, and then he has to go against an old lineman. Yeah, but that's the double team that I was talking about. They're mixing his stuff up. But you don't want to leave too many people, even the, t- the tackles who get paid to block guys like that. Yeah. You don't want to leave them by themselves the whole game. You got to mix it up. You got to give them some help. Chips, double teams, and all that stuff. So I like the idea, but like, let's not do one-on-ones with any tight ends. And by the way, to your point, and that's exactly why what you said before, you got to stay out of those third and 11, third and 12, because it's hard to help and chip yep. when you're in third and long yep. and you need to get those yards. It's hard to help in those spots because you need to get guys down the field. Yep, yep. He had another question, huh? Yeah, yeah he so, did. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. So, yeah, so I absolutely was not thinking about him going one-on-one against him. That's crazy. <laughs> but I was saying, you know, he could help Evan Neal yeah, on we that got side you. of the line or, or help Thomas or, or maybe if he's in the middle, coming up the middle, pick him up out of the backfield like a pullback. But anyway, on the Galladay thing, you know, obviously you can't be happy with his comments yesterday. But here's my feeling on it. The coaches are going to do what they got to do to win games. Would it have been better if they gave – uh, Galladay 10 reps last week and then two passes weren't completed to other players and we lost the damn game? No. So I don't really, I don't give two hoots except for the fact that we're wasting a lot of money on this guy if he ends up doing nothing and is a malcontent. But I trust Brian Dayball. I trust Joe Shane. I trust Mike Kopka. And uh, as long as we're winning and competitive, I don't give two Hoots is the best word I can say on the radio <laughs> about Kenny Galladay. It's going to be what it's going to be, and I don't care. So thanks, guys. I'll take the rest of the show off the air. Thank thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Hey, look, and look, the coach is going to play the guys I think that give him the best chance to win, right? And that that's was, how this is going to go. That was such a New Jersey, New York. Because <laughs> it wasn't even a question. It was a statement. Of course. <laughs> it, was, it was a statement. Okay, guys, I'm done. I just want to get that off my chest, all right? Mm-hmm. Hilarious. I love it. But he has a point there. Like, it is what it is. Nobody cares. Let's win. Let's win. And the the team has to feel that way. Every single person in it. And then if you have a problem, I'm going to say this for the fifth time, go talk to the coach. That's it. 201-939-4513. Muhammad's out in Ohio. Muhammad, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, man? All right. Hey, uh, he kind of stole my thunder. I was just, I was literally going to say that. I wasn't going to say two hoots, but you know, <laughs> I had to think. I don't really care who plays. All this drama, everybody's talking about the wide receiver, this, this, and that. I don't care. As long as we win, and it's been a long time since we won. So it's been a while since we started 2 0. Let's enjoy this. Let's not even waste our energy talking about who's playing and who's not playing. As long as we're winning, I don't really care. No, Muhammad, look, we're with <laughs> you. Hey, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, no, I was just saying, because I, I live in Ohio, and, 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 you know, obviously I'm I'm pretty much the only Giant fan everywhere I go. <laughs> uh, watching the games, I usually go to BWT and watch the game. Uh, first game of the season, I went there. They didn't even have the, the game on, the, on on any of the screens. Dang. They had 50 screens, and the Giant game wasn't even on. I had to ask them to put it on. I know it was a 4 o'clock game. There's only like two of the well, games going on, too. <laughs> 
Right, exactly, exactly. But what I'm saying is it's turning around. The second week, they had it on, so that's good. There you go. Hopefully, the next week, they'll have it on more than one TV. You know, and, and, and my plan is to go to a Cowboys uh, bar on Monday, and hopefully I come out of there safe. Uh, Dude, that is bold, bro. <laughs> That's bold. I like it. <laughs> hey, it's all right, though. It's all right. I, I'm feeling good about it, and I think I'm going to come out victorious that day. So, Do you have your jersey you picked know, out already, you know, Muhammad? What, what, what are you wearing for that? What are you wearing? What do you got? What are you rocking? I'm, wear, I'm wearing my size six one jersey. Yes, come on sir. now. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my 26. Hey, hey oh, and JC, it was great talking to you. I have a 52 jersey, too. Oh, right. that's what's up, man. We, we need to figure out a way to get it signed, okay? Yeah, let's figure it out. Hit me up on IG, man. I'm always on Instagram. Holla at me. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, 52 is my favorite number, so that's why I have it. That's All right. Represent, happy. baby. Thanks, Muhammad. <laughs> Appreciate it, dude. Wow, From boy. Ohio. Showing up at the Cowboys bar. Very brave. I like it. Very brave. Let's hope for his sake the Giants play well, because if not, it's going to be a long night. And he said hopefully we'll have it on. It's Monday night, bro. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be on, bro. <laughs> yeah, that is the only, that's the only thing that's going to be on. Every TV is going to be on it, actually. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to one of our regulars. Len is down in Columbia, Maryland, a longtime season ticket holder. Len, say hi to JC. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're What's good. What's going on, Len? Yeah, hey, Jonathan. Welcome Jonathan, welcome to the family. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. I, I was like, you know, a distant cousin. Now I'm like a, you know, a little stepbrother now. So I'm moving up closer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, bottom, bottom, uh, Jonathan, bottom line with it, have fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, we go. Hey, a couple of things. Um, great, great vibe uh, last Sunday in the stadium. Uh, I mean, uh, Pulse was running high. Uh, it, was, it was great to feel it. Um, just, I hope it carries over. I mean, we got three home games in a row. Huh? I mean, that's 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 nice. Hey, Len. By the way, carries. just on that, Wink made a point at the start of his press conference today to say what a great job the fans did, and he could tell they affected the Panthers' offense, and he wants them to bring in even more on Monday night. So you're right; the fans did do a great job making oh, it tough hey, for was, Carolina to communicate. There was a, uh, I mean, there was a rapid pulse in that stadium. You could, I mean, you could feel it when you were going in and. I'll tell you, there's there's nothing like going down those escalators after a win. Yeah, absolutely. Are, I'm with you. I with mean, that. those fans, those fans. I mean, across the concourse to the escalator, down the escalator, off the plaza to my car. I mean, people high fiving, yelling and screaming. It just we haven't seen it in a while. It was just great. I'm I'm sure it'll carry over. Monday Monday's going to be a great night. I mean, it's not just the Cowboys. I mean, you know, we got the Ring of Honor thing. Uh, it's 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 really really going to be a cool night. Um, hey, listen, couple, a couple of things. So you, you know your early comments in the in the show. Uh, I mean, it's Cooper Rush, guys. You know, I, <laughs> no, look, Len, he's fine. He isn't anything special. And look, I I don't expect the Cowboys to put up you know twenty plus points in this game. I yeah, one hundred percent. I'm with you on that. Hey, look, man, we got to you know it's a it's a big. I think it's a big advantage. I mean, it is the same Cooper Rush that we cut. Year before last, right? No, Len. Look, I agree, and and and, and I said this earlier in the week. I'm almost more worried about the Cowboys' defense yeah. scoring yeah. points and setting up points for the offense, and the Cowboys' offense going up and down the field. So I think yeah. you make a yeah. fair point. Yeah, no argument. Very right. good point. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couple, couple, couple other things. Um, you know, our our best players. Uh, you know, we could we could run them off. We got we got ten fingers. We know who the eight, nine, ten guys are. Um, I mean, they got to they got to play their best. Um, that's the, that's who have to carry us. Our best players playing their best. I agree with you, Jonathan. I you know I agree with your comment about uh, Daniel having to play better. 
um, that, that's what we need. I mean, we, we got seven or eight first-round draft choices on this team. Um, come on, these are the guys that got to carry us. I agree. Uh, let, you know, I mean, yeah. let's, let's get Tony on the field. I yeah. mean, this, this guy, I mean, you know, Tony gets his, he gets his hands on the ball. I move to the edge of my seat. Very true. Me too. <laughs> I mean, you know something's going to happen. He's capable. So we, I, I always look at our, John, I've been do, Jonathan, I've been doing this 10, 11 years talking to John Schmelk. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and he knows I'm starstruck, Jonathan. Len loves it, his stars, the, the man. Stars He's all about the, the stars. The stars got to carry it. The stars got to carry it. I, and I, I want to see a little better play. You know, you can't get blood from a turnip, but we got to get better play out of that interior offensive line. I mean, I we just got to get better play. Again, I, I understand it. You, you, you got what you got. Uh, we just we got to get better play out of that. Uh, interior offensive line. Hey, Jonathan, I want you to speak just one, one last thing. This is in the form of a question, and I can take your answer off the air. Um, run defense. You know, I, I, live down, I live down there, Baltimore, you know, Columbia, Maryland. I'm down there, Baltimore. So I'm almost forced to follow the Ravens because the, my neighbor on the left, the neighbor on my right, the neighbor across the street, they're all Ravens fans. So i got to know something about the Ravens. Right? And the one thing I've been able <laughs> The one thing I've observed over the years is, you know, everybody talks about, oh, Wink likes linebackers, you know. Wink likes tall defensive backs. Man, the one thing about Ravens defenses and Wink, nobody runs on them, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But see, <laughs> see, but this is the thing. It's like, a, it's like a badge of honor. 100%. Nobody, nobody runs on his defense. Now, we're going to – I mean, Williams is good. Leonard, big Leonard, I mean – the guy is just good. We're, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. But I tell you, Dexter's a different man at nose tackle. He, he's a different player. I mean, just he's just been he's been terrific. I mean, they're eating up space in there. Even the guys coming off the bench in the rotation, Ellis and Davidson behind them, they're eating up space, Jonathan. Yep. yep. Um, you know, and I think we'll do that against the Cowboys. We're, we're going to shut this run defensive down. Um, hey, hey, John. Here, here's here's my prediction. Cowboys, Cowboys around 75 yards rushing. That's it. That's it. 75 yards rushing. Hey, listen. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Len. I think if you hold Dallas to 75 yards rushing, you'll probably win the game. Yes, for sure. Unless Cooper rushes plays outside of himself, which I don't think so. And if he does, you tip your cap. Right. It is what it is because that's not the way we thought we could. You know, he they can beat us. You know. But to his point, he talked about Baltimore. Now, I would like to discuss culture. Yeah, please go ahead. Right? Baltimore has had a culture, this same culture, for a very long time. They're always running that football on offense. Maybe spotty throwing the football, but always playing good physical offense up front with their own line running the football. Now they have a quarterback who is probably the best running back in the league. <laughs> insane. And then defensively, they've always been known to have a good defense, no matter who the coach was. Yep. This coach has been there for a while. Harbaugh's been there for a while now. He's been there for a while. He's kept that same culture. Difference is with the Giants, we're trying to figure out what our culture is. Yeah. We don't really know what it is. Coughlin, that was what, eight, seven, eight years ago? Gosh, eight. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm old, man, because I played for Coughlin. <laughs> <laughs> so Coughlin was a while ago, and after that, we've had – Four coaches now? 
This is the fourth yeah. coach, right? And if you count Spags as an interim, it's actually right. five. Right. So yes, we've had correct. four coaches, and none of them lasted longer than two years. McAdoo was out in a year and a half. So we're averaging 1.75 year per coach, right? How do you have an identity? How do you have a culture? The Giants' culture from the past was run the ball, big plays on the outside, maybe not no dink and dunking, but big plays yeah. on the outside, run the ball very physically, Tiki Barber, uh, Bradshaw, Big 27 running that thing, Jacobs. We've had great running backs over the years. We have that now, mm-hmm. but then solid defense. Pass rush, man. Playmakers up front on defense. Mm-hmm. Playmakers up front on defense. 2016, the year we went to, to the playoffs. Dogs up front. And everybody played like that. A couple callers ago, he said, your stars have to play well. They have to play well. All of our big-time players, they need to play well. They need to come up big-time in these plays. And then the guys that you know maybe are at the bottom of the roster and the middle of the roster, they need to come up big as well. We're going to need a collective effort every week. And I think this week, going against the Cowboys, I don't think they're going to make as many mistakes as maybe they used to in the past because they're running a more simple game plan for this quarterback. You know, And he's going to get the ball out early. And he might dink and dunk. But if he stays consistent, it can give us some problems. If we get him off rhythm early and stop the run and get him in a second and long, we can have some success because we got some young pass rushers that are healthy now and they're, they're ready to get after that. The same ball. way we don't want the Giants to get in third and long. You know what the 100%. Dallas people are saying? We need them in long. The Dallas people mm-hmm. don't want to be in third and long either. Definitely same not. deal. Both these teams want to play with the lead yep. and dictate the terms. 100%. 100%. The first quarter is going to be huge in this game. If anybody gets a lead early, I mean, I don't know how Vegas works and all that stuff, but that's going to be the person to probably win the game. Yeah. You know? Be real. Yeah, because if you if you get a lead, then you can unleash all your games on yep. pass rush and all that and you stuff. you can stay and, yeah. running the ball. And yeah. that's what – every team wants to run the ball. Some teams could do without it, like Kansas City. They could just leave it to their quarterback. Well, we need to run the ball. We have to run the ball to have success. All right, let's go to Ben in Florida. He's our final call of the show. Ben, what's going on, man? Hi, guys. Greetings from Southern California. All right. I wait, wait. I thought you were been Cal- in Florida. You're from Southern California now? What happened? I, I've been here all the time. Oh, Pearson, know. did you put Florida down? Yeah, I messed up. Okay. <laughs> no worries, brother. Ben, what do you got? I, I think it was wishful thinking on his part. <laughs> yeah, um, it might be. Anyway. He wants to be on a green somewhere in Miami. Galladay, <laughs> Galladay is the news of the day. And with that in mind... And the amateur GM that many Giants fans are. Curious, John, do you guys know if attempts have been made to restructure his contract? I know they wouldn't make that public, but have you got any intel on that? No, we, we don't. And remember, a player has to be amenable to that. That's the most important thing. You can't force a restructure. And when you restructure a contract, you're actually pushing money down the road. So that's, so that's not going to help you in a situation like this anyway. I doubt they asked them uh, because uh, it would something would have happened. If, if they would have asked him and it didn't happen, something would have happened. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Ben, yeah, I don't think given the way his contract structured, I don't think they're going to be able to mess around with that too much, unfortunately. I appreciate that. Um, I was just thinking, ideally, first of all, no agent in their right mind would let their client negotiate down. But well, exactly. That said, right. But that said, given his Galladay's concern about playing time uh, and his contract is onerous, if they were able to do that, A, it might be seen as a quote-unquote gesture of good faith among the team and coaches, 
B, it might make him more palatable for a trade. Yo, Ben, maybe. I mean, I don't know what's been broached. I don't know what's been talked about. So we really don't can't say much about it because we just don't know what the conversations have been. Yeah, okay. That was basically my question. I'm looking for a great game against the Cowboys this week and hope uh, the guys who come out off the injured list can really uh, strut their stuff. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. Enjoy that beautiful Southern California weather, my man. When people aren't when, – when somebody's not happy, I think – Galladay's not happy, right? I think we can be clear about that. They're not giving up any money on top of it. (laughs) Like, when you're happy about your situation and, you know, maybe you haven't performed as well and you're happy about where you're at and, you know, you don't want to leave anywhere. You might take a hit to stay. You might take a hit to stay. But if you're unhappy, and I'm not saying he wants to get out, but what I said earlier, the way he did that interview, it kind of sounded like he wanted out. You know, I'm not saying... He does, but it kind of sounded like that, especially the way he went about it. He's not giving him no money, bro. It ain't happening. Right. No. Because he's like, and I'm going to try to put myself in his shoes. He's like, man, if I ain't playing, at least I got my money. <laughs> like, you know, that's I got my money. If I ain't playing, like, okay, cool. At least I got my money. You're not going to give it your money. No, nobody's doing that. At this stage, I feel like in his position, I don't feel like he's going to do it. But who knows? Who knows? Final thoughts, John. We got about... 90 seconds here on the game Monday. Anything we didn't touch on? Anything else you want to get out there about the game Monday before we say goodbye? Well, look, first Monday night game of the year for us, we're undefeated, you know, 2-0. and I'm calling them the best team in the league until somebody changes my mind because <laughs> we got the best record, even though we're tied with a couple of teams. That's fine. But look, I'm happy. It's been a long time. Uh, New York, New Jersey, the area, the you know, the region. You were we here need- the last time it happened, dude. Bro, we needed this, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. We, we needed this. You know, everybody's happy. You know, I'm walking around. I see Jesse Armstead. I see Ronnie Barnes. Everybody happy. Everybody look young. Before, they looked stressed out, you know, when I was coming years <laughs> past. Everybody looked stressed out by week two. It was like, bro, it's the beginning of the season. So, look, it's good for the region. It's good for morale. You know, hopefully Kenny, Do- Kenny Galladay comes around. He is a good player, you know, and I would like to see him play for the Giants and have success here because I think he can help us, yeah. you know. But, look, Giants fans, Monday night, it's a huge game. If you're going to, going to the game, turn up. Show up because the Giants will, and they need everything they can get to get everyone. It's a whiteout, by the way, so wear your white. Wear your white T-shirts, white Boom. jerseys, whatever it is. All white, baby. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear. Maybe a little jumpsuit, maybe like white jumpsuit, something like nah, that. Nah, I ain't wearing no white jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> white t-shirt, maybe with something on it. We'll see. Nice, we'll see. JC, good stuff, man. This was fun, dude. Yeah, thank you, bro. Appreciate you having. Appreciate me. it, man. We're gonna have JC back on Thursdays all week, all year long here as we uh, continue on Big Blue Kickoff Live for Jonathan Casillas. I'm John Schmelk for Pearson Butler. Thanks for being with us tomorrow, Lens and Paul will have us again at 12:30. Then we'll do a show on Monday afternoon as well before we get ready for Giants Cowboys on Monday Night Football. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.